Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. I'm going to be joined by my BFF, by my companion, professional better Simon Hunter. And I will say right now, folks, I feel it. I feel it in the love you sent me on Twitter, in the love you sent Simon on Twitter. And for the most part, for the most part, I say that entirely with uh, genuine affection because I do feel proud of the of the community we've built in the favorites. And it does feel like more often than not, we are all in this together and people ride with us when we're doing well and they appreciate that we talk about it when we're not doing well. And right now, folks, we are suffering. We are suffering because everything we thought we knew, everything that we thought we were doing right at the end of the year that got us to a five and a week 17 that won us some money. Uh, everything we thought we knew, we did not know this past weekend. Home favorites we loved, not so much. Thank you, Buffalo. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Thank you, Seattle. Home dogs we loved, no thank you, Tennessee. Backup quarterbacks covering. Thank God for Heineke, but screw you. Starter turned backup, turned starter Jared Goff. Simon Hunter, professional better, has joined me on the podcast all season long. We made five picks every week. The DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship to win $1 million. We came in 24th. Out of 800 people, we pocketed 4,200. We didn't stop. We didn't cash out. We decided to keep making five picks every week and share them with you. We did it in week 17, and we were up another $1,800. We did it again last weekend. Not such a great week, and we will break down where we stand in a second. Uh, one more reminder, we are bringing back the Cash Fueled Phrase That Pays contest, giving a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week. Not a lucky week this week. Uh, we are giving an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice to be eligible. Remember, these are new rules from the regular season, so listen up. Go follow at the Favorites Pod and send us your submission. For the player this week, for the player who broke your heart this past wildcard weekend, tag at the favorites pod in your response. Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, will sift through the submissions and randomly choose it. You will win the money. Hopefully you'll win more than this week's winner won. Every pick we make, all the data, all the analysis in the Action Network app. Follow me, follow at Simon Hunter in the app. That's where we're going to put our picks. Oh, Simon, this was a rough weekend. Oh, Chad, no one sells doom and gloom like Chad Millman. Oh, my God, what an opening that was. <laughs> yeah, I got, uh, I got smacked around. Yeah, I got smacked around by the books. Um, now, nah, it was embarrassing, especially in the sense that, like, I told you other pros listen to this. My bo- Bob, my boss listens to this, and they all texted me right after we got done and told me how, how bad of a pick that Rams was that Rams Seahawks game was they're like, why, why do you like the Seahawks futures? Like that's such a bad futures. Like they haven't played well in months. And I just, I misread that so bad, but yes, it's, uh, it's tough when I know how many fans bet with us and they entrust us with their picks. And I, I got killed, man. So the only game against the spread I got right was Washington. And it depends on what number you got. Cause if you got seven and a half, yeah. I didn't get that right. Technically that's zero and six, but Oh God, 
it was hard, but it's one of those where I have a playoff model and I didn't tweak it enough. I, I took, I put too much faith in home field advantage in a COVID season when I shouldn't have. And I knew that first, that first Saturday, I, I knew I'd made a mistake after those games. I was like, man, my, my model might be way off here because I thought I was getting good value on different games and it just was not coming up that way. So I've been working, I've been working two days here hard trying to update it and we'll see this week. I mean, it's, it's like kind of scary at this point because I was just so off last week, but I, I do, I like these, I like these lines this week. We'll get into it, but yeah, that, that hurt our bank account, buddy. That, that hurt us for sure. All right. I want to get, I want to get into sort of the losses that directly impact me in a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want to do that. Um, literally as my architect wife is downstairs drawn up the plans for the renovation she wants to do uh, to our house. And I'm like, all right, well, there goes the landscaping budget. Um, But you and I did an instant reaction on Sunday night, a video that we posted on uh, Action Network HQ on Twitter, where we talked about the lines that we liked the most for the NFC. We had to record it at 830 because you like to go to bed. So we couldn't wait until all the games were over. But Rams were plus seven against the Packers. Bucks opened at plus four against the Saints. You immediately said you liked Bucks plus four because home field was not worth what you thought it was. But you had known home field wasn't worth what you thought it was all fucking season. So, like, why were you giving it any more credence during the playoffs? This message brought to you by Cucumber Water, the official beverage of gambling insiders. Well, Chad, actually, I'm my cucumber water. Yeah, I know. Look at you. No, his home field did matter this year. I mean, I guess it didn't matter so much for the spread. But if you look at these best teams, I think the Seahawks were seven and one. Their only loss was to that Giants at home. A lot of the teams did really well at home, surprisingly this year. You're completely right. It's just I have two different models. Like it sounds weird, but I break the season into five or six different sections where I have the preseason and my futures, which in my book I keep all those numbers together. Then I'll do the first four weeks of the season. I put those numbers together. Then I'll do the full season. Then I'll break it down here while I'll do the playoffs. And then I'll do the Super Bowl. So like each one of those things are five different things for me during the season. So I already knew the playoffs were my best thing. So I'm about to actually shock Chad here because Chad doesn't even know this. I actually pulled off our 4,200. Yeah, I I cashed it out before the plays even started because we had made money and I was able to put in a future bet for us on Buffalo. So I was just like, I'm taking this. So me and Chad both get 1,900. Matt Mitchell gets his 400. And this is all just fun, free money we're playing with. Are you going to place a bet or what? Because I know the playoffs aren't my – it's not my best thing. My best thing is the season. I'm good at the season. So I know. I'm sure you're shocked right now. I am shocked. Shocked. <laughs> so wait, so I'm getting money. Yeah, I'm your money manager. So, like, that's the pro in me. It's like I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I was just ner- nervous about my system going on this playoff where my model always skews towards home teams and big dogs. So it didn't work out for us. Like, that That Bears one, I don't know, depends what number, again, you got it at. But, like, I took a loss on that Bears because I played them at plus 10, 10.5, plus 11, 11.5. So I got a little bit back, but I was off in that Bears game. I, I – I'm like looking at this week and it's like back to the same thing where I'm looking at my system and it's giving me these lines and I might not totally agree with these, some of these lines. So I might go against it. Unlike last week where 
I couldn't tell you how many pros like literally messaged me, and especially about that Cleveland Pittsburgh game where even our fans are getting good now. They're understanding how the line works and the movement. And everyone's messaged me saying, aren't you terrified of this line? Like not moving to seven, like you thought it was going to. And I was, I was just like, Oh my God, the sports books, they clearly have a read here. And they don't think that. I think they honestly thought that game was going to be Pittsburgh one by three. I think that's the way they had the line. Cause it opened, what was it? Three and a half. Yeah. And I think they still felt confident enough with the game script where, you know, the first 25 to 30 plays, so fancy is going to write those plays up for Baker and the team. That's not, that wasn't that worry. The worry with the Browns was after they go off those 30 plays, they're off script. What are the Browns going to look at, look like? And they got the gift from the gods. They literally started the game up 14 nothing, and Roethlisberger threw three interceptions to start the game. So a 28 nothing lead, you can throw out all the numbers, all while everything I believe in that coaching matters out the window at that point. That was kind of one of those where, it was the worst game in the history of Pittsburgh ever at home. And I happened to bet on Pittsburgh in that game. So yeah, buddy, it's, it's a rough week, but it's one of those where I just feel bad for the fans. But for us, I, I money manager, right? I pulled out our 4,200 just cause I, I just knew going in that I didn't feel great about it and our bills future is still alive. So it worked out for us so far that I, we, we lost this week. We lost, uh, I'll have to look, man, but it was probably like a thousand seven hundred about like because every everything I was wrong on, like the Pittsburgh money line killed us. Um, the Seahawks money line killed us. The Seahawks yeah. futures killed us. So it, it's tough, but people can see how it really is. It's like uh, I'll own. I mean, I don't hide from it. I'll put my picks out there. And I like if I own it, it sucks. And yeah, people can come at me and I won't block them this week because I deserve it. Like that was horrible, horrible showing by your guy. But it's one of those where I just go to work on the system and I'm hoping this week I'm not even trying to get back what's lost. I'm just going to consistent bet what I bet every week. So it's not one of those where I'm chasing. It's just, I have to keep trusting my system and updating it. And hopefully I catch up to these numbers because you're going to say right now, the home field, it really did not matter for any of these teams. It was really interesting. So it's fascinating. You pulled it out. Uh, I'm thrilled you did. Uh, Cause, <laughs> cause, cause the other, <laughs> the other night, Stacy, my wife, was like, so so we won week 17. I'm like, we won week 17. She was like, how did we do this weekend? I'm like, we did not win. We did not win. I think did we lost win. everything. I think we basically <laughs> lost everything that we had we had won in week 17. She's like, well, that's going the wrong way. And so now I can tell her that we actually are done. And like we yes. cashed out. And so that's amazing. Well, well we're done, not done, Simon. As we're usual, not... you're on top of it. Yeah. I mean, dude, I like I am a pro. Like I know how to money manage and I'm never I'm never gonna chase. And just the fact that we did make a profit the week 17, which just made it an easy choice just to be like, I mean, I don't know I'm gonna have to pay on taxes on this. I, I'm assuming it's not gonna be more than 200, but like I don't care. We can still split it up evenly. But it's nice knowing that, yeah, we lost that money, but we're both getting a thousand nine hundred each. Thank you, DraftKings. And Matt Mitchell's getting money. And we have a futures on the Bills, which is Matt Mitchell's favorite team. So best case scenario, if it, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, like maybe we'll each make an extra thousand on top of it. So we're all we're all hoping it works out for the Bills and we'll dive into it. But yeah, it's it's that's half the game. We talk all the time. Money management and knowing what you're good at and what you're not, that's how you can make a profession in this. And it was weird trying to gamble for you guys because it's like going from Wall Street to like trading penny stocks. It's just, it's just two different worlds where it is. It's just weird. It's like uh, um, 
it's weird to manage such a small amount of money after not doing that in such a long time. And it was fun, honestly. Like, it was fun trying to win you guys the money. But, yeah, it sucked. When that Pittsburgh, when they were down 28 nothing, I knew that was pretty much our biggest bet was Pittsburgh. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. that just went this bad this weekend. I don't know if I should be and if me and Matt Mitchell should just be like completely insulted. It's fun winning like you like peons a couple of dollars. It's just it feels great for me. It feels like nice charity <laughs> that I did a nice thing for you guys. Well, it's just awesome because thanks again to our friends at DraftKings. Like we were playing with house money, you know what I mean? So it was it was just fun to know that it'd be a nice like Matt Mitchell says it's a nice extra Christmas bonus. So, like, I was just trying to make it a pretty number. Like, if I could get it up to where me and you were both taking home 3000 and Matt Mitchell would have got to, like, eight or $900, that just would have been awesome. But I came up short. But if the Bills come through for us, we're all diehard Bills fans now because the Bears' future and the Seahawks' future were just complete duds. Well, Hopefully, we all man. know, as, as Matt Mitchell told us before the podcast, we know that he, like, has conscripted his entire block to be Bills fans. And this weekend when they won, because he is from Western New York and he loves the Bills, when they won this week, he bought everybody on the block a carton of Ben and Jerry's. So we already know he's spending the profits that he made from the podcast. And we already know he's spending his futures bet. Um, but it'd be nice if we could help him sort of you know, support his habit of turning his block into Bill, his block in Milwaukee into Bill's fans. Schlemiesel, yeah, Schlemiesel, Matt Mitchell. I'll Venmo you, I'll Venmo you guys after this because I found yours, Venmo, Chad. Your Venmo wasn't hard to find because apparently you send a ton of money to our good friend Scott, Scott Miller. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I, I was able to find the Chad Millman just from all you sending him money. I couldn't, find, I couldn't find Matt Mitchell. So Matt will have to text me his Venmo. But yeah, I'll send it to you guys today. Chad, you can do this stuff on your house. Matt Mitchell can fix the hole in his basement. It's all good, baby. Simon, you're a class act. We, uh, <laughs> we owe you so much more than we could ever repay you. Um, but we do have to deliver for the fans. We do have to deliver for the fans uh, the big balls. <laughs> Matt Mitchell Ven- sending me his Ven- Venmo as we speak. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to deliver the big balls better the week, which, by the way, is the one game we won last week. I think when we talked about it, uh, Washington was plus eight and a half. They covered by eight. Thank you, Tyler Heineke. I was hoping the Bears could make a trade for Taylor Heineke sometime Sunday morning, even with a separated AC joint in his non-throwing shoulder. I knew I was not betting on the Bears at plus 10, no matter what, no matter what it got to. We got to do our unattractive bet, the Hornets Nest bet. We got to do our Foxhole bet. We got, what do we got? Four games this weekend. Light slate, four sides, four totals, working on a model that Simon Hunter can't stand, but that's okay. We're going to slog through it. Are you ready, Simon Hunter? I'm ready, my friend. Saturday afternoon, 435, we got the Rams visiting the Packers. Interesting game because it opened at seven and then immediately got bet down to six and a half. That is all about... I don't know what that's about, actually. I'm looking at the percentages in the Action Network app, and it's like money and bets coming on the Packers. So maybe it's a couple of wise guys betting on the Rams? Yeah, that's got to be a smart group that came in and just bet it right right when it came out Sunday night, like when me and you were talking. And uh, 
Yeah, people can judge me about going to bed at 8.30 on Sunday night. That's just what I do. I have to wake up and watch all the film of all the games from the previous week. It's just a habit during the season. I literally go to bed early, and then I'll wake up at 3, 4 in the morning and make more bets for the upcoming week. So it, it's – I hate it too. I hate that I wake up so early. There's some days where I have nothing to do, and I still wake up at 3, 4 in the morning, but it's a habit. So for this game, it's the same – I view it as the same as I did with the Seahawks and the Rams last week, where I knew the Rams were banged up. I know the Rams have a great defense. And looking at a Packers team that's well-rested at home, but again, I have this number of four in my system. And that's what I'm worried about this week, that I adjusted too much to this home team not being as much value. But this this game feels like it should be four, four and a half. So right now, I, I think all the value is on the Rams. But... Watching golf last week, he, he can't grip a football. When he's put, throwing the ball, he's kind of pushing it out of his hand. He's not really putting any spin on it. And the Packers, honestly, their strength is up front, but they just have great cornerbacks. And it makes me a little worried here. If it is going to be golf this week, I wouldn't be as confident in this number. But to me, th- th- this has to be our foxhole bet of the week. Let's climb down. Into the foxhole. Oh, no, we're already in the foxhole. <laughs> just because no one no one really believes in this Rams. I mean, I know the pros did last week. That was just a sharp game. We talk all the time about fading the public, and that's what hurt me last week was getting away from that. If you just fade the public last week against the spread, I was four and two. And I think on totals, it might have been four and two or it was three and three, um, depending on when you got that Titans number. But it, it's – it's a weird week where I, I just think that defense is, is really something that I value here in the playoffs. And looking at all the teams left, this is the best defense by far in the Rams. So we'll see what the deal is. If it's golf, I won't play this. I, I can't I can't back off in this game because I'm going to need him to make throws here because the Packers, they might get shut down here offensively, but we, we know Aaron Rodgers, he's going to get to that 20 number. He's going to get to 20 at home. So – for me, I, I'll wait on this number because I need more info. And hopefully the public will come in heavy like you talked about on Green Bay. And this number will go back to seven. I can get the Rams at seven again. But right now, I have this game that all the value is on the Rams. All right. So we'll wait on that and see how Jared Goff is doing. I also am curious about Aaron Donald. Like he's so important to that defense and he did not look good uh, when he went out of that game the other day. The total in this game opened at 47. It got bet down to 45 and a half. Massive, massive money coming in on the under. You just mentioned you think Green Bay, the key number there, the magic number, they will get to 20. So then the question becomes, do they get to 25? Do they get to 30? Can the Rams get to 15? Like, how are you <laughs> thinking about the total in this game? So it's it sounds weird, but the my, the number I came up, like my meeting, the most likely outcome for this game is 23-19. So my my system's favoring the under, so I'll be I took the under already. I think I don't think I got that good. I think it was 47 you said when I opened. I didn't get that, unfortunately. I got 46, 46 and a half. But I like the under because usually with Green Bay, we get cold here. And both these teams, they're designed around the run. I know Aaron Rodgers, MVP this year, the offense was lights out, but we have Ramsey that's going to be shadowing Devontae Adams, which is probably one of my favorite matchups to watch this week. And you are right. That, that is worrisome with Aaron Donald because he, he did try to come back in. He didn't look right after the injury. 
But he's so tough, man. I could just see him getting shot up before the game with horse tranquilizers and he's just going to play. Like, this guy is just a warrior. So, yeah, it's it, that's surprising that that much money's come in. But the, the sh- these these pros must have a read on it and they must like the under as well. But if if it crosses down to 42, I would probably take that over because it just feels like that's a key number with these two offenses. But it's it's a it's an interesting total, but I wouldn't make it one of our best fives. All right, so that is not a hornet's nest. That is not a big balls, but we have chosen a foxhole. We have decided that the Rams plus six and a half is the foxhole bet, assuming that Jared Goff is, uh, we can see what's going to be happening with Jared Goff. I don't know that anything's going to change. I, I, I'm doubtful that Wolford is going to play. It feels like it's going to be a Jared Goff game. So I feel like you got to commit. Really, to me, yeah, it's. I, I still want to wait though, but I know what you mean. You, it, you should commit, but I'm not really worried about this number getting too too low. I, I still think it's going to stay up here just because everyone's going to be teasing and taking the money line of the Packers. Like, I did a big bet yesterday where I did um, Bama's money line with Green Bay's money line. So there's going to be plenty of people on me that did the Joe Public money line bets like that. So I just think that enough money will come in with Packers that we can wait on this point. I think it'll get back to seven. If it does, and we're feeling confident on Saturday, I don't mind putting this in as our best five. All right. All right. Ravens plus two and a half, big, big win on the road last week in Tennessee. They fooled us like the Dickens. We loved Tennessee. Uh, And by the way, what I did love was I think on Saturday morning, we were texting about the Bills Colts and I loved the Bills. I had already bet the Bills. And you're like, yeah, we're not putting the Bills in. It's weird that this line hasn't moved off of six and a half all week. Sure enough, your instincts were spot on. So sometimes like you win by not making the bet. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Bills are two and a half point favorites at home against the Ravens. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? What you going to do? Who you going to be? Who you going to be? And that's why I'm so mad at my stuff is like I knew as a pro, I knew that. Colts game I knew that Rams game and I knew that that Cleveland game just stuck out like games that I should know better well like as soon as those numbers did weird things where they didn't move and the pup was still coming heavy on the other sides that's why I'm so mad at myself is like as a professional I look for those situations the fact that I went with the public against them that was just that was just terrible I just put too much faith again into my system but so before I updated it I had this at Bills minus two and a half and then once I did update it I had it as a pick basically my model is saying, take the Ravens here. That's where the value is. And I'm going to bring the human element into this where I, I just think that we saw a moment there with Josh Allen that right before the halftime, his team was down 10-7. He had the ball on his four-yard line, and he drove the field and got a touchdown for the Bills before the halftime. And that's one of those moments where you know when you're looking at greatness and above normal. And, again, we see it with Lamar. Those runs he did last week were incredible but he, he's still not making the plays with his arm. And I don't think he'll be able to do that kind of running against a Bills team that has a great linebacking core. And the way the numbers moved, this scared me a little bit. It dropped down to one and a half, and then it bounced back up to two at certain books. Now it's up to two and a half at certain books. It's been fluctuating here. But I'm, I'm going to go against my model. I'm going to keep riding this Bills train where I just think Josh Downs turned a corner here. I, I really have a ton of faith in this kid that even if we're down – I think he has enough belief in himself and in his arm and his weapons that he's going to play big enough for us. And 
Another game where injuries are a little scary, Cole Beasley. He didn't look completely healthy in the last game, but he had huge catches on third downs for them. And Diggs, he looked already in the game, but he came into the game probable. And I, I think that's why maybe the early money came in the Ravens because they're thinking to themselves maybe the Bills are banged up here and we're getting good value on the Ravens. But I just think that the Bills are for real. And if you believe in a team's for real and you're getting under a field goal, you have to, you have to buy in. So I understand why people want to take the Ravens. My model likes the Ravens value here, but I, I'm going to – do the human element here and think that I, I believe enough in Josh Allen that I do think he's going to win this game. So I'm taking the Bills here. Now wait a minute. The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. throw your hands up and shout. throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. All right. So if you had not said anything about your model and you had not said anything about the Ravens uh, essentially making this game pick, I would have been all all over the bills. I'm getting a really good team that's got great momentum at less than a field goal with a quarterback who's on fire, a defense that is getting better, a lights out receiver, like great coaching. There's no way I wouldn't take this team as less than a field goal favorite. Except that I look at the Ravens and think they finally figured it out. Like they got out of their doldrums. They remind, they remembered who they are. Their rushing game is ridiculous. That's a huge problem for the bills. Despite what you say about their linebackers, their rush D is not very good. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I can back this as like one of our five best bets, the bills, yeah. because we like the human element and going against your model. That is what gets us in trouble. <laughs> when we act human, we get in trouble. Ask my kids. That's true. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you on your Ravens point, but it's still one of those where people think that Lamar got his demons out of him. If he loses this game. Guess what Lamar's record now is in the playoffs. He's one in three. So I'm happy for Lamar. I'm happy for the Ravens fans, but it sounds like you're buying another Ravens team that barely beat a team that I think they were ranked 28th in defense uh, in the Titans. And they put up, what, 17 or 20 on them? So I'm just a little nervous here about the Ravens where I, I, I did think Lamar played great. He ran well. But it was more about Tannehill just let them down in that game with the Titans. Like the Titans couldn't put up 20 points at home? I don't know, man. It's – it's a little scary where the Bills played against a Colts team that had the perfect game. Rivers, I don't even know how many yards. I think he threw for 400 yards, and he never turned the ball over. He played that game perfect, the Colts, and they still lost to a Bills team. That's what's giving me so much confidence, Bills team. It's like they just took a team's best shot on defense and offense, and they still somehow prevailed in one of the games that even played their best game. So I'm with you. It, it's it's We're split on it, so – 
we, we won't take it. Uh, but I, I, as a Bills future backer, I'm, I'm feeling confident right now. And, and one more thing before you even move on from that. Um, if you believe in Green Bay, I, I'm seeing some books that still have Green Bay at plus 140 to win the NFC. That seems like crazy value to me, where they're playing a banged-up Rams team, and then they're either going to get a 40-year-old Drew Brees or a 40-year-old Tom Brady at home in cold Lambeau. So if we're just talking about bets I've made right now for little futures, I think there's really good value. It's the Packers there because I can't see them being underdogs at home to either of those teams if they win. So if you're getting a, a plus 140 team right now at home and the Packers to win it all, I think they're – there's really good value there in the NFC to take the Packers to win it. Uh, what do you think of the total? The total is about 49 and a half, 50. Under. It's, it's, uh, I mean, this could be if you wanted, I, actually, we'll save the big balls, but this will take big balls about this under because both these offenses are potent. They both score at high, high level and they can both score at any time. They have pieces that can score. But it was a weird thing where you had to get the best of number last week with the Bills Colts. They, they literally came down to half a point. If you got yeah. 51 and a half, you cash the under. If you got 50 and a half, you, you cash the over. So it's one of those where I'll just take the under because I think both these defense, I know what you said it's true with the, the, the Bills can be run on, but I just think they'll bounce back here. And against a Ravens team that wants to run the ball, control the clock, keep Josh Allen off the field, that just, that just reeks of a low scoring under game where, in my model, I had this at uh, – let me look at it right now. I had it at 22 to 20 with the Bills. So it, it's it's a weird one where when I updated it, it was at 43-43. That's why I had the game at a pick. Like my, my model just said it's going to be a tie. But beforehand, I had it at 42-40, which I still think – totals I didn't do great on last week, but I still did pretty good. So I'm still using that for my totals. So I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to take the under this week in this game. Uh, you say uh, this to me reeks of you use the phrase reeks. This reeks of Josh Allen as Lamar Jackson circa January, 2020, where everyone in the world believes he is unbeatable and he is turned one dimensional by a crushing Ravens defense that demolished Derrick Henry. And all of a sudden we're asking ourselves, Josh Allen can't get past a good defense in the playoffs after doing everything he did. I'm just saying. Well, hell, you're just a goddamn coward. You won't have sons of bitches who are afraid to fight stinking up this place of honor. You hear me? You goddamn coward. Wow. How dare you, Matt Mitchell? How dare this guy? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I know. I know. But listen, I'm going to root for our futures. It's all we got left. Because we also like our Bears future is dead. Our Steelers futures are dead. Our Cardinals and Broncos futures are dead. Our Vikings future is dead. We got to root for the Bills. Yeah, and it's, it's the, like, honestly, the only, only thing that will save my season now with my futures aren't even the Bills. I need actually the Bucks to somehow come through and win a Super Bowl to save all my futures bets. Like, that was my, just by luck, I bet them before I went away because I thought Winston was going to be back with them. But I was like, hey, 50 to 1, 55 to 1. Why not throw a little throw a little here on Tampa Bay? But exactly what you said, man, is I dug my I dug myself into a hole, a hole here with these futures. And even if the bills, the bills do prevail, it will pay out nice for me. But um, I'm in a weird spot where the Buccaneers, that's that's most sports books. That's their biggest liability right now. 
So yeah. I pretty much I'm ready to light that ticket on fire because we all know the sports book never loses. So that's probably exactly. a dead one there with the Bucks. <clears throat> we will have to get into. Uh, I, I've gotten some interesting questions on Twitter. People have DM me just about like the lifestyle of professional better and things like that. And I think next week when there's only two games, I do want to get into a little bit about hedging as we head into championship weekend. If you have Super Bowl tickets on any of those teams, like how do you want to think about hedging? And as we get into like, I want people to hear a little bit more about just sort of the lifestyle of professional betting. We got our Sunday games, two Sunday games, the first game, uh, mid afternoon, the Browns, the resurgent, the inspirational Browns, 10 point dogs on the road against the chiefs. If there was ever a time to fade the Browns and smash, smash, smash the Chiefs. It is this weekend. Big balls, better of the week. Big balls, better of the week. What the what, Chiefs? What do we get? And it doesn't. Do we okay. We're saying to ourselves, how how's this take balls to bet the Chiefs? Because no one believes in the Chiefs right now. They haven't covered in what seems like two months. They haven't played a football game now in three weeks. Andy Reid off a bye. That's it. That's all you need to say. Andy Reid off a bye. Andy, you had a cheeseburger in celebration of the uh, AFC championship game. Is that true? I did. Good one. Just one? Yeah, but it was thick. I I can't see this Browns team that we know what their defense is. Their defense is they can get a turnover or two. They have a chance to win or cover a game. If they don't get any turnovers, that defense is horrible. They don't have anyone that can stop a good offense. And we saw Ben Roethlisberger, who can't throw the ball deep. What did he put up, 39 points? I forgot what, how many points they end up with. But Pittsburgh, they kind of showed the blueprint of what every team has done to the Browns this year, which is you can just pass on them. So what you just said, they're going to be the square dog of the week. I mean, I'm a little scared we'll talk about the Bucs team, but that might be the square dog too of the week. But this is just one of these games where the public is exactly what you're saying. They're thinking the Browns are a team of destiny now after that last game, a game that I honestly gave them no chance to win, and they really showed up as a team. And Baker played well in that game. He made big throws. I cannot do it. I cannot back the Browns here against Patrick Mahomes. And we talked last year when I came on the show. I kept, I kept giving out the Chiefs at a high number. I, got, I think it was Houston they played in the Titans, and both times I said I had them at – I think the Houston had him at minus 14 and we saw what happened in that game. They came back and they scored 54 straight points. And the final week against the Titans, which was a public dog. Everyone loved the Titans after they had just upset the Ravens and just beat the Patriots. I think that line was, uh, I think it was plus eight, plus nine. And it got bet down to like seven, seven and a half um, for the Titans. The Chiefs beat them by 11. So it's another one of those weeks where, I think a lot of sharps are actually going to come in on the Chiefs here, and they're going to trust Andy Reid's going to have these guys right. Maybe the Browns is a smart first-half bet. You can bet that the Chiefs come out slow and sloppy. But I think once the Chiefs start getting in a groove, I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas like they did during the regular season. I think they're going to kill these guys. So I'm with you. This is one of these I'd happily put in with the Chiefs. Chiefs, 100%. By the way, uh, you're right in your assessment. Uh, I'm looking at the data right now in the Action Network app. Uh, 53% of the bets, that is the public, coming in on the Browns as 10-point dogs. 60% of the money, the professionals, coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. And Simon, we are nothing, if not professionals. The total in this game, 55 and a half. You got an opinion? Yeah, I got to take the under again, where 
we've seen the Chiefs. They want to try to run the ball more, ball control. And we know what that the Browns staple. So I could see the public coming in on the over because the Browns, they can give up so many points. And the Chiefs, they can score a lot of points. But I have to do the under. I, I, I just – I, I just can't see this kind of game script where either team is going to want to be playing fast. I think both of them want to keep each team's offense off the field. So I, I like the under here at that number. All right. Last game on the slate. <clears throat> we had talked about this Sunday night in our instant reaction video. The Bucks are three and a half point dogs at the Saints right now. It opened at four, got down to three. Now it's at three and a half. Uh, you were right about this one too. You just said you thought that the uh, Bucks might be the public dog of the week they are getting 58 percent of the bets the flip side is that unlike the browns chiefs where the majority of the pro the pros are betting on the chiefs you're also getting a majority of the money on the bucks in this scenario um do we still like the bucks a plus three and a half yeah it's interesting that it went back from three up to three and a half again uh um, yeah a little scary because that's usually a sign of them telling you that uh, some pro group has a good read here on the Saints and the books trusting that group, but it's it is this is an interesting weekend, man. We have the NFC with all the old guard quarterbacks. We got two quarterbacks playing in their forties. Rogers, what thirty seven, thirty eight, and then you go over to the AFC and the oldest quarterbacks Baker. Now, what is he like twenty five? So it, it's interesting looking at this where it's just two different splits here where we we're looking at a time of just not the change in the guard, but it's just, it's just funny how the league just evolves and changed. And looking at this game again, where the bucks and the saints, it's the third time they've seen each other now. And we talked, like you said, on Sunday night, where I just thought this number should just be three, that it's one of those where you give respect to the saints for what they've done this year. And the fact that they beat the Buccaneers twice. And, I have this number in my model at two and a half because I, I obviously have taken a little bit of points away from the Saints here just because they have no fans in the stadium. And I, I everything we've seen from the Saints, that that Browns gave them a gift. Him him dropping that ball there in the end zone where Mitch Trubisky might only make four great throws in a game. And that was one of the great throws. That was literally right through his arms in the breadbasket. And the Saints got away with the one. It felt like they got away with one there with the Bears. The Bears defense, say whatever you want, they showed up in that game. And I, I can't see the Buccaneers having back-to-back just sloppy games because I, I don't think they played well against the Washington game. I watched that game twice now. We had our opportunities, but Brady just played a flawless game. He never gave an opportunity to turn the ball over. He got sacked a couple times. I think he had three or four sacks against them, but he never gave the ball away. And – what I've seen from from Drew Brees here is he's willing to throw a couple risky passes here, and he doesn't have the same arm strength on his arm. And I just like it that we're getting three and a half still with the Buccaneers. I know it's a square pick, but to me, this is just a smart smart side here. And I'm going to ask you to be my companion here and take that three and a half with me. I am going to be your companion because we are walking into a hornet's nest, brother, and we are taking the public dog. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus three and a half. Be my companion. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest. All right. Now be my companion. I love you, brother. If it doesn't move, like if this, if this number doesn't go back to three or goes up to four, we're going to talk. Cause like then I'll have to be like, okay, I got to reach out to some people and hear what they're reading on this game. Cause 
this just feels like a no-brainer to me that this should 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 be three. And it is it is scary that they're moving against the public here with us, but the public can't lose both weeks in a row, can they, Chad? So no way. Hopefully they get, hopefully they get a game right here for us. What do we think of the total here? 51 and a half, 52. And this is going to be, I already talked to a bunch of sharps and they told me they pounded this game under. Um, I don't know what the money's staying on your site, but like these guys I talked to, they have big money. Like ridiculous, 90% on the under right now. And I think seriously, that might be three guys I know because they're like big money bettors. <laughs> they don't make a lot of bets. <laughs> and each of them Sunday night said heavy, heavy bet on the under in this game. But I'm leaning the other side right now. I, I, I got burned in that Bears game because Mitch didn't show up, but I still think the Saints defense can give up points. I still think they're susceptible to a good offense. And we just saw the Buccaneers get – how many points did uh, they, the Washington get? Did they get 20 or 21? or I forget the number. 23. But they, yeah, like they were able to score on this Bucks defense. So uh, I'm going to go against my, my, my brother in here. I'm going to take, uh, take the over here, but – it's scary, so I, I won't put it as our best five, but, man, that, that's, that's crazy. 90% of the money's coming down the under right now. That is nuts. Nuts. 90% of the money coming in on the under. All right, so here's what we like right now. We like the Los Angeles Rams at plus six and a half. We're hoping for plus seven. We like the under 45 and a half. We like... The Buffalo Bills, you kind of like the Buffalo Bills at two and a half. Yeah, like the under we're split. 50. We're split. I like the Ravens at plus two and a half. We both, the big balls, bet of the week. We love, love the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10. We also like the under 55 and a half there. And then finally, we are aligned as the public dog on the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we like that at uh, three and a half. You like the under 51 and a half, 52 in that game, even though the, the professionals are pounding, pounding, pounding the under in that game. You like the over. We'll talk later on. But yeah, when, once we do the Super Bowl, I'm sure we'll do a Super Bowl recap show after. I'll, I'll try to do the same thing where I'm just giving out 50 to one long shot odds on Super Bowl guys. Because that's what you're looking for. You you want to have these huge long shots that you can just hedge. And we'll talk more, like you said, next week about hedging. That's what my main job is right now, is like to help people hedge in these playoffs with their futures. Uh, depends when you got it, but the, the Bills were 25 to 1 or 22 to 1 after the Super Bowl. So we'll break it down. But like usually I, I do love to uh, do a bunch of Super Bowl futures right before I leave for a vacation for a month. So We'll definitely break that down, buddy, after the Super Bowl. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. We got to give away some money. Okay? We're going to give away some money. We're going to announce the winner of last week's phrase that pays. But a reminder, we are doing it again. The winner will earn $100 for every win Simon and I have this week. We will match that number with a, do a donation to the winner's favorite charity, to be eligible, listen up, to be eligible, go follow at the favorites pod. Send us your submission for the player who broke your heart this past wildcard weekend. Got a tag at the favorites pod in your tweet. Got to follow at the favorites pod. Matt Mitchell will sift through the submissions, randomly choose the winner. You will win the money. The winner 
of last week's phrase that pays contest. The somber shuffle at Torero Drizzle. That's at T-O-R-E-R-O Drizzle. The favorites pod. My NFL gambling MVP, aside from at Simon Hunter 10, helping me more than double my bankroll is Kyler Murray. Hit him and the Cardinals hard for early wins, transitioned to fade garbage Cliff Kingsbury and beat up Kyler to end the year. I feel like this person also uh, owes a shout out to old boy Uncle Mitch, Matt Mitchell producer, because he was on the anti-Cliff Kingsbury train doing videos about how much he hated Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. So congrats at uh, Torero Drizzle, the somber shuffle. Reach out to matt.mitchell at Action Network to get your prize. Simon, another week in the books, my friend. Yeah, it sounds like a sharp listen. I wish we could have got more money. But this week, I wish I'd give a guarantee of a 5-0, and but I'm going to guarantee a 3-2. and two. I, I feel a good winning week here. I like these numbers. So whoever wins this week, I promise you, It'll be better than it'll be better than a hundred dollars. It can't. It can literally only be one game worse <laughs> than last week. So, I so know. that's the that's so, the joke. So we can only do as bad or even better. That's the beauty. Uh, for Simon Hunter at Simon Hunter Tan, I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, love you.